4: The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe,
5: sleep, and eat fantasy football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week.
6: What if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters?
5: Or what
0: if you want to know exactly how each team got its name?
6: Well,
1: you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Listen
6: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
6: Listening to Fox
8: Sports Radio. Radio. Well, you heard the man. On with the show. The show must go on. So much to get to, so little time, and well, much like the NFL, we've got to take full advantage of the clock and make it work in our favor. By the way, what a day today. Oklahoma goes down. LSU goes down. Mo Green is out at the Tropicana. But I digress. And on that note, welcome back to another award winning edition of Straight Out of Vegas, the Weekend Adaptation. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. So go to geico.com for a free rate quote. Tonight, we continue with our NFL extravaganza. After week two, the fur really starts to fly hot and heavy. you know, you can crunch numbers, you can look at past history, you can study trends until the cows come home. But in the end, you still have to trust your eyes. Hold that thought. We also proceed with random ramblings, and I will drop little vignettes sprinkled throughout the next hour, little stat nuggets to share that can help you gather additional information about certain matchups. For instance, the only uh, matchup tomorrow featuring 2 and 0-2 teams are the, uh, is Cincinnati at Philadelphia. And there's an interesting trend here, because rookie quarterbacks, after starting 0-2, where well, they're just 2-13 and 13 straight up in their third start. And meanwhile, and, and, and by the way, the average margin of defeat in those starts for rookie QBs in their third start is 9.3 points. They go to Philadelphia, where the last seven Eagles wins have been by seven or more points, but they've got troubles of their own. The eagles are are laying four and a half tomorrow, but Cincinnati is 0-14 straight up, but they're nine and five against the number as a dog of five or more points. See, with all that, I don't know how you bet that game, and that's going to be one of the themes tonight. Trust your eyes. Hold that thought. We're going to get to that after uh, Brian Finley's epic update. I will unpack the Brady versus Belichick chicken and egg conundrum and. Sleepy is back with an NFL best bet. And by the way, the Brady versus Belichick argument, the numbers might surprise you. And also in about 15 minutes, we're going to highlight some key matchups for tomorrow's games. Leans, likes, best bets, and Steve Fezzik will weigh in too, rapid-fire fashion via phone. And, then, you know, of course we wrap things up with Mackinon Sports as we wind up the show with the Thinking Man's segment of the program, Sports or Entertainment. But they're more than that. They're a shared experience. As such, people want to talk about them. You've come to the right place. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. This is Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. And as they say in Dave Winfield, Minnesota, it's going to be lit. By the way, one other rambling because week three always takes on an interesting uh, air of importance, for lack of a better term, because under the 12 team format that the NFL has used since 1990, when a team starts 2-0, and they make it to the playoffs about 62% of the time. If they start 0-2, they make it about 12% of the time. Well, now there are going to be 14 playoff teams this year. They expanded them. I don't know how it's going to affect that statistic. Be that as it may, you don't want to start 0-3. All right. For what it's worth, uh, let's get into this. Now, in many ways, I'm a simple guy, and I try to keep my life simple. For instance, I am not looking to put additional speed bumps in my daily travel, so there's two things I avoid like the plague. First, I steer clear of drive through restaurants. And don't, don't get me wrong, I eat plenty of fast food, just not in the drive through Why? Because all I want to do is get my Happy Meal and be on my way, and sure enough, I'm always stuck behind someone who's ordering enough food for the Fifth Fleet. And then when the order's repeated back to them, it's wrong. Now, what makes you think I want to put myself in that situation again when I know what's going to happen and I can't control it? And by the way, hope is not a strategy. Secondly, I don't go to ATM machines. Why? There always seems to be a line, okay, I can deal with that. But again, all I want to do is get my $200 and be on my way. Sure enough, I'm always stuck behind some jabroni who's attempting a leverage bank buyout at an ATM machine. Lovely. Now, what's the moral? It's no different than in the NFL. Trust your instincts. Trust your eyes. They tell you a lot. Trust your judgment. If you expected the Dallas Cowboys to really be something they're not, well, that's on you. How about the uh, lovable Atlanta Falcons? Ditto. And better yet, what about my lovable Detroit Lions? Now, don't be surprised if the Lions put together a meaningless rally and get to seven wins this year, going over their preseason total of 6.5, thus cashing. For their overbetters, there's actually historical precedent dating back to 2001 that after their performance regression the last two years, history shows a mathematical bounce back in season three. But that doesn't mean they're really going anywhere. Playoffs? Come on, man. If you really thought the Lions were playoff bound this year, you need to lie down with some warm milk and soft music and get yourself a cold compress. I know, I know how many punts made them immediate, darling, because Matt Stafford was back this season. But people forget football has three phases, not just offense. And I get the love affair with Stafford. He plays his butt off. He competes. He makes good throws sometimes. He's a leader. He does everything but win when it matters. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Now, you don't believe me? Please listen closely. Listen extra closely. Matt Stafford has the third-worst record as a starter versus playoff teams since 2001. He's a sparkling 8-55 and in the regular season when lining up versus a playoff team. That's a winning percentage of 127, just ahead of another legend, Blake Bortles, who's 4-25 versus playoff teams for a winning percentage of 138. In fact, Stafford... Well, he's part of an elite top five list of futility with the likes of David Carr, Jameis Winston, Blake Bortles, and Derek Carr. So draw your own conclusions, and that's my point. Draw your own conclusions. Hope is not a strategy. Detroit is the best sports town in America, but sometimes the fans, well, they're not very objective about their teams. By the way, there will come a time later in the year when I will recommend you bet on the Lions. They'll be undervalued. The Hoy polloi will have given up on them, and they will come up with a game when people will look and say, wow, where's that been all year? You mean 63 years. That's right, one playoff win since 1957. Now, how about the Atlanta Falcons? By now, you've heard it 3,882 times already. When a team scores 39 or more points, which the Falcons did last week against Dallas, and they don't turn the ball over, which they didn't last week against Dallas, well, since 1933, teams who have done that are 440 wins and one loss. Guess who the one loss is? It rhymes with Falcons. But I bet you didn't know this. There's a thing in Las Vegas called in-game betting. When the Falcons led 39-24 last Sunday versus Dallas, you could still bet either side would win the game outright by utilizing an in-game live betting strategy. Just pick the winner. But if you pick, if you bet Atlanta, you would have to lay thirty-five to one odds. In other words, for every thirty-five dollars you'd bet, you'd win a dollar. That's when Atlanta was leading thirty-five or thirty-nine to twenty-four, with six minutes to go. Some poor soul at NGM did just that. He bet thirty-five thousand to win a thousand. Snap. Now I'm not picking on the guy because it looked like a sure thing. I mean, when do the Falcons ever blow big leads? But I digress again. Look, the poor guy had a 97.22% chance probability of winning, but it underscores my point earlier. If that little voice in your head tells you for some reason this team can't stand prosperity, then pump the brakes. Hope is not a strategy. Now, ironically, I like the Falcons this week over the Bears, and I'll get to that later. At this point, no one wants them, but this time count me in, and we'll get to that later to set the record straight that's not an endorsement it's a spot play for an angle that is the inverse proportion of everything i've talked about up to this point now let's talk about the dallas cowboys they might have gotten a w last sunday at the expense of the falcons who might want to you know take a minute to read the rule book specifically the onside kick section but you think things are rosy in big d well, you've got a false sense of security seriously There had never been a game like the one the Cowboys and the Falcons played Sunday. The Falcons didn't just have all those big leads. They possessed the ball for almost 34 minutes, and they won the turnover battle three to zip. The result, I think, is inevitably going to be argued about for a while as to whether the Cowboys really won the game or the Falcons lost it. Now, the NFL is a world of small sample sizes, so care must be taken in drawing sweeping conclusions still. This looks like real evidence to me that the rest of the league has completely figured out the Cowboys, and they come into games with a way to effectively attack their defense while keeping the offense in check. Special teams are just a bonus because Dallas is all about unforced errors there. Before last Sunday, the Cowboys were 5-9 and nine in their last 14 games. Now, Dallas may well come up with an effort Sunday in Seattle, but how do you really know? Besides, Pete Carroll, at home in September, has only lost once in his career. Meanwhile, if Seattle quarterback Russell Wilson isn't the front-runner to win the 2020 MVP race, then no one is. On the heels of passing for four touchdowns and a season-opening win in Atlanta, Wilson went on to better that mark with five TDs and a victory against New England last week. This dude is definitely in his own. By the way... Russell Wilson feasts on bottom ten defenses. He's ten and one in his career straight up, seven and three against the spread. He's throwing twenty four touchdowns and four interceptions in games of that nature. That's countered by the fact, though, that Dak Prescott—he's twelve and eight against the spread as a dog in the NFL, including ten and four against the number when he plays teams that have a record greater than five hundred. But, again, here's another trend that debunks that. Teams who come back from 20-point-plus deficits are actually 14-7 and seven against the spread the following week. Moral? I think if you bet this game, good luck and pack a lunch. I don't trust Dallas. I just don't. However, I don't want to lay five points or wherever the line is right now. Check that. Last week, I talked about the importance of not overreacting to week one overreactions. That's the Department of Redundancy Department. I also found a great headline. Why don't we continue that theme and not overreact after week two? Because here's a headline from a major publication after week two last year. I'm not going to out them, but in big, bold Helvetica print, the Saints, now again, this is from 2019, after week two last year don't listen selectively headline the saints are in huge trouble without drew Brees. remember last year breeze left in the first half of the loss to the rams because of a thumb injury but the writer went on to say without him the saints couldn't get anything going offensively and the rams ran away from them in the second half now this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen is expected to undergo thumb surgery, and that could sideline him about six weeks. So are the playoffs in jeopardy? All right, reality. Teddy Bridgewater stepped in and went 5-0. and He also made NFL history in his first start as he beat the Seahawks, the aforementioned Seahawks, in Seattle in September. Prior to that, no Pete Carroll coached team had ever lost a home game in December, and the night before the big game, Bridgewater got the team together and gave a very impassioned speech. He said, I know I'm not Drew Brees, but if you get behind me, I won't let you down. We'll do something special. They did. They went. They didn't get to the Super Bowl, but they went on to have a fine season. Don't overreact and draw your own conclusions. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Coming up in rapid fire fashion, Steve Fezzik checks in, and we're going to go over all the games, and you'll get Fezzik's best bet as we head in to week three. I'm Bernie Frado. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted. So don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight
9: Out of Vegas! The great Bernie Frado, folks.
5: Hi, everybody. I'm Rachel Benetta, and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me? Woo!
8: I'm just here so I won't get fined.
5: You may know me from Game Day View or Game Day Morning on NFL Network. Basically, any shows with the word game in it. Odds are you'll find me there. Every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL, like breaking down games, questioning Tom Brady's genetic makeup. It's going to be great. I'm also doing something
3: that has never been done before.
5: I'm opening my DMs.
3: DMs now open.
5: We want to hear from you, fans of the NFL.
9: When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous.
5: Did you commit a misdemeanor crime when you were 12 and need to tell somebody about it? Please, for the love of Roger Goodell, do not tell me. I can be held accountable. Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the
5: college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week. What if you want
4: in-depth news coverage with reporters?
5: Or what if you want to know exactly how
0: each team got its name?
1: Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody.
9: Our
5: vast network has the NFL's best talent bringing you right into the action each week. There's always room to add more football into your podcast
6: rotation, and our vast group of shows will surely keep you up to date with everything you need to know surrounding the National Football League. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
8: We are back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Frado. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Let's welcome in our gentlemen. You hear them weekdays from 3 to 4 Pacific, 6 to 7 Eastern on the weekday version of Straight Out of Vegas, the only two time winner of the Hilton. Now Westgate prestigious super contest won Mr. Steve Fezik.
10: Fez, how are you, bud? NFL week three tomorrow, Bernie. First real slate of college football. Things seem to be heating up here in football.
8: And I'm enjoying every minute of it. So let's head back east to start this mess. The Rams go to Buffalo. Seems like a tough spot for the Rams. However, people I respect like them.
10: Yeah, and I like the Bills, and you nailed it when you said let's head back east because that's exactly what the Rams are doing. They were just in Philadelphia last week, and I really think with a limited amount of practice in a COVID year, having to fly west-east and back-to-back weeks, it's going to be too much to overcome. I would favor the Bills.
8: Another team traveling east after a historic win Monday night against the Saints, the Las Vegas Raiders. Fez, this just seems like a perfect letdown spot for a team that had a great victory in their, in their inaugural game at, at the new stadium. Again, another tough travel spot. And we all know that Belichick 51-26 and 26 against the number coming off a loss.
10: Exactly right, and I would favor New England in this game. A tear-down-the- goalpost type of effort for the Raiders Monday night football, and with a short week and guys injured rugs their best wide receiver out, and Waller and Jacobs banged up, you have to question if not at halftime when the Raiders fall behind they just shrug their shoulders and say well just wasn't our day today
8: let's stay out west uh the Chargers actually don't have to travel anywhere but they face a team with no Christian McCaffrey however Teddy Bridgewater you know what this is a stat that blew me away he's 28-9 against the number when he starts the game your thoughts on Chargers Carolina tomorrow
10: Yes, so Teddy Bridgewater is actually going downfield more this year than he has in prior years. i got to tell you, though, I've gone back and forth on this game several times already. I can't get over the fact that Christian McCaffrey is out. He's my number one rated guy, along with Michael Thomas, in terms of value to the line for a non-quarterback. And yet the line hasn't adjusted at all. This look at line was Chargers laying six and a half. Chargers played well against Kansas City, and now they're still only laying six and a half. Because of that, I just can't back Carolina. Another team that is out west, and we're
8: going to find out tomorrow if they can handle prosperity, that's the Arizona Cardinals laying a bundle against the visiting Detroit Lions. Uh, what are your thoughts in this game?
10: I am breaking this down into two halftime bets. The Lions, Bernie, they're pretty good in the first half. Under Patricia, they have been dead even with their opponents. In the second half, the Lions are terrible. They get outscored on average by four points per game in the second half. So if you like the Lions, bet them plus three and a half in the first half. If you like Arizona, I would wait until the second half.
8: You've got more guts than me. I just can't back this team, knowing what I know. No Desmond Trufant again tomorrow. I don't know who's going to bother. I don't know who's going to be able to guard um, the new receiver they got, and that's how flustered I am. I can't. That, he's well, got you, got, quite... you got
10: Hopkins, but you certainly got Fitzgerald and 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 Kirk. I mean, there's so many receivers for Arizona to throw to Isabella. That I mean, this team's just loaded.
8: There's a reason, though, the Lions have lost their last 11 games in a row, and they're no fan of Matt Patricia, but I digress. All right, Tampa Bay visits Denver. This is an interesting storyline, uh, too, Fez, because Tom Brady only has a losing record versus one team in the NFL, and that's Denver, and for whatever reason, he's only 8-9 and nine straight up and against the spread at mile high, and they're laying points on the road tomorrow.
10: Yeah, and Tom Brady frankly isn't any good anymore um all right the jury's still out on this but tom brady right now is the 29th rated quarterback in qbr ratings in the nfl last year he was only average at 17th so he has definitely faded from the great brady years and because of that even with all the injuries i could only look to denver plus a six
8: and, of course, you will neatly overlook the drop passes, the drop touchdown passes, which don't help. I always think that QBR is on Yogi stat, but I'll talk about that later. Dallas and Seattle has a lot of people's interest tomorrow. A lot of conflicting data here. Prescott's 12-1 and one against the number as a dog. Teams who lose or come back to win from a 20-point-plus deficit are 14-7 and seven the following week. Maybe they get confidence, but Fez, Russell, Wilson feasts against bottom 10 defenses, and that's right. Dallas is a bottom 10 defense.
10: Yeah, I tell you this, no one's dropping any of Russell Wilson's passes. But despite that, I'm looking towards Dallas in this game, and here's the reason. I get it. It took a miracle for them to beat Atlanta, but it took everything to go wrong for them to get so far behind. Three turnovers, two failed fake punts. If you can just be in the game with those five misfortunes occurring, you've got yourself one solid football team. I think this game will be close. I'll take the five
8: couple of real marquee matchups new orleans versus green bay they're laying a short number i'm telling you i think drew Brees is displaying the actions of a shot fighter he'll still land a punch now and then but he had his feet set monday night with a clean pocket and missed him underneath throws who do you like pack plus three or the home team
10: i like the home team laying the three green bay is overrated easy strength of schedule got to play your lions bernie no offense but the lions in minnesota not exactly murderers row and yeah drew Brees has definitely uh shown some father time in him so he's not a top five quarterback anymore he's still a top 10 i believe going forward early in the year among the saints
8: and I'm amazed how many people reminded me last week when Detroit headed into Green Bay that the Lions had covered six in a row against the Pack. I said, OK, so go ahead and sign your death warrant and get on the Lions. Another marquee game. Now, let's skip to Monday night. Kansas City visits Baltimore. Patrick Mahomes has never lost in September. 9-0 and straight up, 7-2 and against the number. 28 pass TD passes, no interceptions. Fez, who do you
10: like? Gosh, it feels a little bit like a playoff game because whoever wins this game is going to have the uh, basically the, the straight shot to the number one seed because they'll have a game and a half lead. And the reason that's so critical, only one team gets a bye this year in each conference. Well, if it's a playoff game and there's tons of pressure, Lamar Jackson has not shown up like he has during the regular season. Because of that, at three and a half, I'll lean to the Chiefs.
8: I am with you. I even—it's more of a lean, it's a like. But let's get to your best bet. By the way, we're talking. With Steve Fezzik, you hear him weekdays, 3 to 4 Pacific, 6 to 7 Eastern, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Straight out of Vegas with R.J. Bell and crew, Jonas Knox. And, of course, Fez, the only two-time winner, back-to-back, of the prestigious Hilton. It's now the Westgate Super Contest. Fez, let's jump to your best bet of the week. I believe we're heading to Cleveland,
10: Yeah, the marquee matchup of the week, Cleveland hosting the Washington football team. (laughs) Maybe not, but I'm on Cleveland minus the seven, and this is a fade of Haskins. Now, I get it. Washington put up 27 points against the Eagles, and it would be easy to say Haskins improved at the end of last year, and he had a good game to start this year. The numbers don't lie. Haskins is overrated. He's the worst-rated quarterback in the NFL by margin, by quite a bit. He's the most inaccurate quarterback in the NFL by margin, again. And because of that, I fully expect Cleveland's going to get their 27 points. I don't think Washington can keep up Amon. The Cleveland Browns football team laying the seven.
8: Wow. Okay, my man. That is Steve Fezzik. Catching weekdays 3 to 4 Pacific here on Fox Sports Radio straight out of Vegas. Fez the cards and letters are pouring in. They like this segment. We'll see you next
10: week. Same time, same bat channel. Gosh, I miss you guys in person. Have a great rest of the show.
8: You're always welcome. That's Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Hilton prestigious, the Hilton now Westgate Super Contest. Coming up, Brady versus Belichick. I'm going to give you some numbers Who needs who more? The chicken or the egg? Which came first? And the numbers don't lie, and they might surprise you. And also, Sleepy will win with another best bet. He's already 2-0 this year on best bets. But first, let's go to the man, great intellectual curiosity. He's got all of life's answers. And in the second hour of the show tonight, he's going to tell us why kamikaze pilots wear helmets. It's Brian Friendly with the latest.
6: Thank you so much, Bernie. LeBron James brain freezes the Nuggets defense, scoring 16 of his 38 in the fourth quarter to end Denver's miraculous postseason run, 117-107 in Game 5 of the Western Conference Finals to vault the Lakers into the NBA Finals for the first time in 10 years. James admitting after the game he's not about to do his happy dance.
11: Well, for me personally, the job is not done, but it's great to hit uh, moments throughout the course of a journey and, and appreciate that. And this is all part of the process, but the, the, the job is not done for me personally. For us as a franchise, I'm extremely proud to be a part of this franchise, getting back to where it belongs. And, um, and that's you know, playing for championships and compete for championships.
6: Magic Johnson, per usual, felt the need to butt in after the game, tweeting, quote, you can't tell me that LeBron James is not the MVP of the league with a 38-16-10 and performance on Saturday to lead the Lakers to the NBA Finals, close quote. Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Lightning miss on closing out the Stanley Cup Final in five games after the Dallas Stars score in double overtime. Game six comes on Monday. College football, Mike Leach's air raid offense at Mississippi State, Terrorizes number 6 LSU 44-34 in Baton Rouge. KJ Costello set an SEC single game passing record with 632 yards. Kansas State injects humility into number 3 Oklahoma 38-35. Sooners quarterback Spencer Rattler threw 3 picks including one during a potential game tying drive. Number 12 Texas A&M Sleepwalks past Vanderbilt 17 to 12. Number 16 Tennessee put South Carolina in their place, 31-27. 12th-ranked Miami scarring Florida State, 52-10. And 18th-ranked BYU soiling Troy, 48-7. With that, we get back to our guy, Bernie Frato. He is the epicenter of Vegas. He is all natural to the envy of Wayne Newton.
8: And those are the comedic stylings of Brian, the silver-tongued devil Finley. All right. Time for Sleepy Best Bet time, and we shuffle off to Buffalo. Sleepy 2-0 in best bets, and both of his best bets are involving single individual players and prop bets. And uh, this, again, involves the game. Buffalo tomorrow hosting the
9: Rams. Let's give it a listen. All right, Bernie. Let's keep up the winning with another Sunday NFL player prop. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play Bills running back Devin Singletary over 81 and a half rushing and receiving yards. It should be tough sledding here, Bernie, with the wide receivers in this game, as they're going to have to go ahead. They're going to have to face Jalen Ramsey on one side for the Rams and Tre'Davious White on the other side for the Bills. So the number one wide receiver options. They should be kind of limited here. We should go ahead and shift our focus here to the running backs. Well, the one thing that we know, Bernie, is that both defensive lines can go ahead and get after the quarterback in the passing game, i.e., Rams, Aaron Donald. So I certainly don't want Josh Allen sitting in the pocket for too long facing an aggressive and productive Rams pass rush. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to look for some dump screens here from Allen to Singletary to avoid those sacks and also to go ahead staying from throwing anywhere near Jalen Ramsey. And my final angle on why I think Devin Singletary his rushing and receiving number in this game is because the Bill's second string running back Zach Moss is out. Well, Zach Moss accounted for roughly 40% of the offensive snaps for this Bill's backfield. So now we subtract Moss, we avoid Aaron Donald, we avoid Jalen Ramsey. So the beneficiary of the Bill's offense has to be Singletary. So Bernie, my best bet for NFL Sunday, Bill's running back Devin Singletary over 81 and a half rushing and receiving yards. All right, Sleepy looking to go 3-0, and and he makes a
8: great case. And by the way, Josh Allen, he's having a fine year, uh, and I think he's been undershadowed by a guy named Cam Newton. And by the way, the optics of Cam Newton and Bill Belichick look really good so far, but let's let this play out, okay? Let's give it six weeks. And one of the... Uh, conversations that will never go away is the inevitable brady versus belichick who needs who more who uh which came first the chicken or the egg who will do better without the other and by the way before i break down this uh, this you know argument that no one will ever submit to and i know this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge What I'm going to say, what I'm about to say, some people are going to think I deserve to go to hell on a scholarship, but just hold your thoughts for just a second. Here's the situation. By the way, I've never once said Brady was the best player in the NFL or the history of the NFL. He's got the most impressive resume of any quarterback. I don't think I, you can deny that, but the greatest player in the NFL, forget it, not even close, Jim Brown. Back in the day, Jim Brown at 6'2, 232 when linemen were 240. He had athleticism, he had size, he had durability. He was as strong as linemen. No one could ever catch him from behind. By the way, the greatest lacrosse player to ever play that game, too. Nine seasons in the NFL, never missed a game. All right. And I've never said Bill Belichick's the greatest coach of all time. Now, I may be prejudiced here, but for me, it was Scotty Bowman. All the years I spent in Detroit, you remember him, NHL, nine Stanley Cups with three different teams in three different eras, and when he coached the Red Wings the three Stanley Cups, he did it with three different goalies. So this argument isn't about the greatest coach of all time or the greatest player of all time. Here's where I'm going with this. Brady versus Belichick. Who is more likely to have success this year and beyond Brady or Belichick. Now, these are just numbers heading into this year, and they don't lie. Belichick, before Brady in his career, was 42 and 58. Yes, that's a fact. Okay, there are objective truths and there are personal feelings. Your personal feelings might take you somewhere, but the objective truth is he was 42 and 58. Belichick took over a Cleveland Browns team in the mid 90s who'd gone to the playoffs five of the last six years. But he had a losing record for the five years he was in Cleveland. And by the way, he had Nick Saban as his defensive coordinator. Now Bill Belichick was 5-13 with Drew Bledsoe, who was also a number one draft pick before Tom Brady came on the scene. You may recall Tom Brady's first start, he beat Peyton Manning by 31 points. And by the way, they were a 10-point dog that day. Brady proceeded to go 13-3 and the rest of the way, won Super Bowl 36. And, you know, when Tom Brady starts for Bill Belichick, his teams, Belichick's teams, averaged 28 points a game. Under Bill Belichick, every other quarterback who's ever started for Bill Belichick averaged 19 points a game. Now, they put up 30 last Sunday night against Seattle, the uh, Patriots did, but they only put up 21 week one against Miami. You may also want to know that Brady won six playoff games when his team, the New England Patriots, allowed 28 points. No other quarterback has done that more than twice. And for you folks like us here in Vegas, who most of you are, you might want to know what was Bill uh, Belichick's record versus the spread against the number when Brady started. 59.7%. You can make all the money you could ever want to make if you just bet Brady and Belichick every time Brady started for Belichick. Without Brady, Belichick's still a very respectable 51% against the spread. Again, draw your own conclusions. All right? This is a long season. Let's see where things finish up in January. And I will revisit this, and I'll eat crow. I don't think I'm going to have to, though. They all said this about me in 2018 when they said Brady was washed at age 41, and I said they'd go to the Super Bowl, and they did. All I'm saying is I believe Tampa Bay will win 10 games and New England will win eight. We'll see if I'm right or I'm wrong. Coming up, you know him, you love him, you can't live without him. We're going to be back with Mackinon Sports. I'm Bernie Frado, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always want to. So don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas.
2: What out of Vegas
1: one of the best in the business Bernie Fratto.
2: what grows in the forest trees, sure know what else grows in the forest our imagination, our sense of wonder and our family bonds grow too because when we disconnect from this and connect with this we reconnect with each other the forest is closer than you think Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
7: I'm John Gonzalez, the host of Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. First in the pages of the magazine, then on SI.com, and now that tradition continues on a new podcast. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. We'll ask the questions that we're all wondering and push for the answers we all want. Everything from investigating the Super Bowl's impact on L.A. to examining why booing is as big a part of the fan experience as cheering. Sports Illustrated Weekly is here to bring you the entertaining tales you can't get anywhere else. The kinds of stories that make you smile and laugh, clap and cry, marvel, think, and fall in love with sports all over again. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now.
2: Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world.
7: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
8: We are back on Straight of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live... From the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. Before I go any further, I want to thank my broadcast team back in Los Angeles. Turning all the dials and keeping us glued together. That would be Eric Roberts, Brian Finley and chris perfett great job guys appreciate all your hard work behind the scenes all right you know what you love and can't leave without him. mackinac sports with our own Mackenzie rivers plenty of research and Mackenzie, the headlines this year have been injuries injuries and more injuries and actually there's two types of injuries there are the injuries that may keep you out of the lineup for a game or two and then there are season ending injuries
11: yes and especially this week it's been all over the headlines there was about a 60 minute period bernie where it was like game after game, big name after big name, Nick Bosa, Drew Locke, uh, what do we got? Saquon Barkley, out for the year. And, you know, a lot of times you would say that's so uh, dejecting to the team, but you mentioned earlier in the show, 2001, Drew (laughs) Drew Bledsoe going out for the season was probably the best thing that ever happened to Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Maybe the same thing (laughs) for John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson. Harbaugh got a a little, I mean, uh, Flacco got a little ding, Jackson comes in, he'll never leave franchise quarterback. So these things happen, part of the game.
8: Well, I'll tell you, that's an interesting segue because I'll see your Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, and answer it with a Justin Herbert. I'm going to get to that in just a second okay. because, you know, the headline injury thing to me is they're making it sound like this is some new phenomenon. We know there have been 19 ACLs. Uh, torn in the first two weeks. And yep. I'm telling you, just the sound of that makes me cringe. My daughter was a Division One soccer player, played right here at UNLV. She tore ACL three times, same knee. So whenever I hear it, believe me, it bothers me. But what if I told you, Mackenzie, that last year in preseason alone, there were 25 ACL tears in preseason alone. And you know what's interesting is every new day or every day a new star is born. And here's why I brought up Justin Herbert. And by the way, I'm classifying it as an injury, but the oddest one of the oddest I've ever heard with uh, Tyrod Taylor, right? Yeah, not something you can predict. The injection turns into a punctured lung. Almost yeah. reminds me of the time Fred Lynn missed a game because he was sneezing so hard he pulled a muscle in his rib cage. <laughs> But again, I digress. For the third time in the show, Justin Herbert was really impressive. He made several high-level throws. He was looking off corners. He was using deceptive uh, body language. He ran for a touchdown, passed for a touchdown, in the first half alone of his first game ever against the world champs. By the way, if you're scoring at home, and I hope you are, that hadn't happened since 1954, where a starting QB in their inaugural start rushed and passed for a TD in the first half. The last guy, because I know you want to know. Okay. Bobby Clutterbuck. Bobby, yeah, the yeah. Clutterbuck.
11: You already knew that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so I'm an aficionado of the Clutterbuck.
8: I am an encyclopedia of useless information. So, continuing on with your injury theme, how does that play into how you, you know, look well, at the? Card? I think
11: as a betting show, we must take time to realize that coaches, staff, personnel, even players, every time they tell you anything, they have an agenda. Todd Gurley, this was famous. We would kind of raise the eyebrow of the nation this show when we said, hey, Todd Gurley's not on the injury report. He's running for half the yards and half the attempts he used to. And then, Lord behold, the next year, oh, he has a degenerative knee issue. He might never be the same. By the way, we're cutting him. So these things happened. Just last Thursday, Devontae Parker off the injury report. If you watch that game, about 20 minutes of the broadcast was Troy Aikman saying, this guy doesn't have the burst. He's not the player that he usually is. Will Fuller, he barely played last... You saw him on the, on the week stretching against the Ravens, and he's not on the injury report today. Do you think he's 100% healthy? I don't. That's a message that they're trying to send by not having him on the injury report. And I think we can take advantage of this. Julio Jones hasn't practiced Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Is it really because he's out? He's a game-time decision. I think it's really because he's 32 and he doesn't need the practices he used to. I think he's a full go, and that's why one of the reasons why I'm on the Atlanta Falcons.
8: And we're going to get to that in just a second. Uh, our best bets, and again, Steve Fezzik's best bet tomorrow. Uh, the Cleveland Browns laying seven against the Washington football team. And Sleepy's best bet is the overyards on Devin Singletary of the Buffalo Bills passing and receiving. And before we get to best bets, look, Julio Jones may or may not
11: play. But wide receivers don't really decide games. Even Julio Jones, all right? Very true, too. And Especially de- when you got Russell Cage, Calvin Ridley, almost as good, maybe just as good at this point. In their
8: because career. the Detroit Lions have been a bit of a mash unit ever since the second half of the Bears game in their defensive backfield, uh, and they don't have Darius Slay anymore, and Jeffrey Okuda, the rookie, the number one draft choice out of Ohio State, is off to a very rough start. Mm. And now we find out that Desmond Trufant yep. has been downgraded from questionable to out you really think that matters for a playoff team that has or a team that has won one playoff game since 1957 be that as it may none of those injuries would change how i would handicap tomorrow's games so why don't we jump in with our best bets and you can go ahead
11: well like i said i think julio jones is not as important as he used to be to the atlanta falcons russell gage is, is emerging calvin ridley kind of like julio jones out of alabama immediately supplanting his veteran wide receiver, as Jones did to Roddy White. I think the Falcons are just an underrated team. They're 0-2, but they played the Seattle Seahawks and the Dallas Cowboys, two NFC Super Bowl contenders, about as well as you can play them and lose. And teams that are 0-2 but are laying three points the next week, 60% against the spread, 30-20. and 20. No one wants to bet an 0-2 team against a 2-0 and team, but historically it's been the right side. I think we got value here.
8: Well, I love Atlanta, and they're uh, they're my best bet tomorrow. And I talked about it earlier with, with Arnie and Aaron. They're the much hungrier team. Rather than go through a bunch of statistics, you're right. They're all teams that are owned two uh, in the NFL, twenty three and seven. Uh, the following week, but there's got to be context there. It's more of a fade on the Bears to me, Me okay? Mitch Trubisky, 190 yards last week, two interceptions. They played against a broke-down New York Giants team, no Saquon Barkley. They couldn't even score in the second half. So Atlanta is my best bet tomorrow. I already got them minus three earlier in the week. They're up to three and a half. That wouldn't keep me off the game. But I want to – let's rapid-fire a couple of other games here. These are games people have asked me about – New England and the Raiders, okay? Again, I'm going to reiterate. Yeah, I think it's a perfect letdown spot for the Las Vegas Raiders. Historic win Monday night, short week, travel across country, facing Bill Belichick, who's 51-26 and 26 after a loss. That's 66%. By the way, the Raiders, no Henry Ruggs tomorrow. And he, he's, he's a bit of a game changer because he's so, 4-2, 40.
11: Oh, yeah. He can change the game without catching a pass. You have any thoughts on Raiders. Josh Jacobs and Daryl Waller, questionable. I think they don't have the firepower to keep up with the, with the Patriots and Cam Newton right now.
8: Cowboys in Seattle, teams who come back from 20-plus point deficits, 14-7 and seven against the spread next week. But Russell Wilson eats up bottom 10 defenses, which the Cowboys are. It's a stay away from me.
11: Russell Wilson improved to 18 and 3 on prime time. I know he's the MVP favorite, he's still underrated. The man's incredible. All right,
8: McKenzie, good stuff. So your, your best bet real quickly? Atlanta Falcons,
11: minus okay, three to three on the same one. Nothing Let's wrong do with that.
8: I liked him last week, and I'm getting right back on the horse this week. Last week, I liked him. I got on a plus six. He went down to four and a half. Should have won the game outright. You saw what happened tomorrow. I think they get off the schneid. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Straight Out of Vegas. I'm Bernie Frato. Thanks for Fez joining us. Next up, the man from Nashville who brings it strong. It's time for the Jason Martin Show. Keep it locked.
4: Gorgeous gaming, stunning streams, unbelievable bandwidth. It's another Lifestyles of Gagillionaires. Meet the AT&T Fiber customers winning at life with Hyper Gig Speeds. Meet Gagillionaire Terry. While his love of streaming horror movies has him constantly on the edge of his seat, his internet bill won't give him a scare. Oh, don't go in there. I'm telling you. No data caps, no equipment fees, and no price increase at 12 months.
1: Limited availability in select areas. Visit ATT.com slash Hypergig for details.
9: Thursday, February 10th. Kick off Super Bowl 56 weekend with host Keegan-Michael Key. Find out who will be named the AP Most Valuable Player. Delivered by Pizza Hut, the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year. Presented by Nationwide and more. Plus, the Pro Football Hall of Fame Class of 2022 delivered with Uber Eats will be revealed. NFL Honors presented by Invisalign. Thursday, February 10th at 9 Eastern, 8 Central on ABC, NFL Network, and ESPN+. Plus. All times live except in the Pacific Time Zone.
2: If you dare.